The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? Welcome here to G Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren, and I'm along with G Cobb and Mike Perry. This week, what's happening, guys? How you doing, Mike? All right. Not much, uh, not too much going on in the way of the Eagles. I know we like to talk Eagles, but not a ton going on this week with them. Uh, so I thought we'd uh, start with the little Phillies who uh, had themselves a decent week. Um, they took two or three from the Mets who were, were white hot. And, of course, after the Friday night loss the Phillies took to the Mets, of course, the Mets fans came out in full force, oh, first place. <laughs> and it lasted all of another 48 hours. And, of course, the Phillies are back in first. Uh, so I want to talk about the Phillies, a little NL East, uh, what's going on with them. Mr. Halliday continues to, uh, to be pretty filthy. Uh, the pitching's gotten a little better. Cole Hamels, he almost won a complete game. You know, that, that idiot doesn't run out of the field. You know, who knows? Maybe he actually gets it. Do you guys think that that had anything to do with him giving up the two doubles, the kid running out of the field? I don't. I don't think it did. Wait, what, what did he throw? Two strikes after that? Right after that happened. Well, he, he, you know, he did, uh, I mean, he grooved the pitch. So, uh, you know, to say it, is, you know, it's hard to, to know whether it did or not. But regardless, you know, you've you got to be able to deal with distractions. That's part, of, uh, that's part yeah. of playing the game. I mean, you have distractions, different things that happen. Uh, guys make errors. And um, he doesn't that well pretty much has been Cole's uh, M.O. is that, you know, he can get rattled, lose his focus. Well, so after the game, he did say his fastball's gotten better. And obviously, forget all the other pitches he's working on. I mean, for, for just about every pitcher, if you have your fastball, that's going to set everything else up. But especially for him, because his changeup is so filthy. You know, he, he won a World Series with two pitches. And that, that's his bread and butter. Uh, you got Halliday, who is pretty much a win every fifth day. I mean, it's, it's not even close. This guy is just a monster. Um, it's still early, play. though. You know, and the thing is, you get to, you know... Um, he, you know, he's going to pitch well, of course, but, you know, just so early that, you know, to expect it to be on this level the whole way, I think is, is a bit much, you know. No, you're right, it is. And we did the same thing. Well, a lot of people did the same thing with the Banyas last year when it was like, oh, my God, this guy's never going to fail. And yeah, he's people that already want to on our team. You know. Well, the same, the same thing happened with Cliff Lee last year, too. And we, when we acquired him, you know, uh, via trade with Cleveland. He he pitched what maybe like four or five like outstanding games in a row, and then he kind of gave up a couple uh, you know big games, uh, giving up like five runs and six runs right after that. So I don't know. I mean, Halliday is a different 
I think he's a whole different animal. You're, you're dealing with one of the, you know, probably the best pitcher in the league. But you know, I, I could see how they. And I think he benefits. He also benefits from the fact that he's new. You know, uh, yeah. the guys, you know, have seen. I mean, they have talked about him. I'm sure they're talking about him very much. But a lot of them haven't seen him, and you know, he, he throws so many pitches that uh, dealing with him and, and what he likes to go to, I think that's an advantage for him. And that uh, as time goes on. You know, they'll get more of a book on him. And, you know, that is, uh, that's one of the things that um, I think uh, gives a uh, pitcher a tremendous advantage when he's pitching, when he first starts pitching to a, against a team is that they don't know who he is. They don't have a book on him. And so we'll see what happens. But uh, you can't, I mean, really it would have been hard for him to do much better than he's done. No, he's been, he's been phenomenal. And you, you, you said it. Uh, the National League hasn't seen him really. You know, save a few uh, interleague games, but that's not the same as getting to know somebody in your division or in your uh, in your league. So you had expected to come out hot. Um, but one of the things you said jumped out to me. I was looking at the innings pitched, and Cole Hamill at around a little more than 38. You know, a couple other guys around 30. Roy Halladay, 56 innings pitched. This guy's a monster. Like he he really. I mean, now he gives your bullpen a rest every fifth day. Now, like you said, he's not going to be able to do that every time, but somewhat consistently. I mean, he's just such an advantage to have. Um, but this team really does need him because when you do throw a Kyle Kendrick out there, who had a good outing the night, you can't keep living with Kendrick and Moyer. And that's kind of why I brought up Hamill is that if he comes back to – God, if I say that anymore, if, 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 if he can be something even resembling what he was, and that's your one, too, that's going to help a lot. If nothing else, to stop taxing that bullpen. Because I think you guys have noticed that bullpen's not very good at all. And now you got Madsen's out eight weeks after he kicked a chair. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think of that? Should this guy get paid for eight weeks when you do something like that? I mean, yeah, it's, there, it's pretty there, stupid there to do something like that. I mean, yeah. even yeah, though, you know, the guys that have done it and, uh, you know, to, to do something that foolish, I mean, what, what can you do? But uh, it, it, it is amazing, you know, that, you, that they're going to pay him during that time. But. You know, it never ceases to amaze you. But, you know, you got to remember, too, the young guys. I mean, but still, it's, it's just foolish to go over there and do that. Uh, but to wind up you know, putting, it, putting you out like that is amazing. Yeah, on the day that Lidge comes back, you think, boy, maybe there's some structure coming back to the bullpen. Because right now, this is, not, this is not a good bullpen. And I know we're kind of maybe being a little picky considering some of the baseball we've watched for the last 30 years <laughs> when this is our only complaint because the yeah. team is that good. But it really does tax your bullpen. Now, that's one less guy. you got one more guy in there that probably shouldn't be in there. You know, Lidge is working his way back to the closer role. Who do you guys like to set up without Matson? You go uh, Contreras? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, when does, uh, when does Romero get back? When's his back frame? Well, he's back. He is back. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's the guy that I would want right now as far as uh, – I mean, obviously, he's, he's got to get some uh, innings in there and get back into it, but he's the guy that you want. Uh, I don't know too much about Contreras, you know. It's not like he impresses he me all that much. Control. He does not have any control. I don't know yeah, well, he's not a dominant pitcher. I know that yeah. just from his track record. And, uh, you know, I, I had heard that, you know, I know he's had some bouts with We lose JG still there. All right. Terry, you still there? Did we all get disconnected? Disconnected, but I am back. Okay, and, so we uh, 
Yeah, nice little one, two, three inning by the Phillies. <laughs> oh, really? It's on now. But anyway, so they start this this series. Uh, we'll get G back on here. Uh, they start this series against the uh, the Braves tonight. I'm a little shocked at how bad the Braves are. You know they what? Can. I'm not though. I mean, they. It, it, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. They they have zero offense. You know that you can have you, you you can have your good pitching, but I mean they're losing games by only scoring one run, two run, three run. They don't they don't have a leadoff hitter. They, the same problem that the Mets have. They 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 just don't have an offense right now. Well, the Mets are a little hamstrung too by not having Beltron, and when that lineup loses Beltron, the whole thing gets thrown out of whack. Um, because all right, all right, we got you back on the the uh, the whole. Yeah, then we lost somebody else. Who's with me? I'm still with you. All right. I don't know if I'm talking to you <laughs> or what's going on. All right, she'll be back. Because uh, now you got Reyes in the three slot. Am I the only one that hates that? They got no. Gary Matthews Jr. leading off. Reyes as your three slot. The guy, he had what I call kind of a cute power. You know, he's a, he's a leadoff guy with speed, gets on base. But he'd pop one every once in a while. And it was kind of like, oh, that's a nice little uh, addition. When you're asking him to be in the third slot and drive and run, this is not a guy with a great approach at the plate. He's hitting 225, coming off of injury. I, I don't know why you wouldn't leave him there and find somebody else to hit in the three. I mean, I know Jason Bay's not doing anybody any favors in the four slot. That much we know. And maybe it's just a, a product of them just not having enough firepower, but... Perry, would you put one of your better headers in the three slot like they did with Reyes, or do you leave him at the top because of how good he is at the top of the lineup? <laughs> I, I don't know how good Reyes is anymore. That, that's a whole other issue. You're right. I, I, don't, I don't know if he is the Jose Reyes that was the Jose Reyes of three, four years ago. Um, you know, obviously last year injured. The year before that wasn't, you know, a great year. Right. Um, and then he got this year, and it looks like he's just swinging at anything. Not making contact, not getting on base, and uh, that's not what you want on your leadoff, and that's not what you want on your third hole. No, and, I agree. Uh, G, what do you think about really, that? You know, in the three. Hello. Yeah, G. I, we're oh, oh, about I didn't know what you gave me, not. But anyway, I yeah. think they have him out of his role. I think that he's up there. He's thinking he wants to hit with some power, and he's not playing his game. And uh, I think he should have just should have just kept him at the leadoff spot. Let him get up there, and, you know, he goes up there. He's trying to utilize his speed. I think he's up there trying to swing uh, to uh, drive runs in or hit the ball farther or hit home runs or whatever. And uh, that's something that I've seen happen before to guys uh, to move him around like that. They should not change him. They should keep him right where he's at because he's going to make everybody behind him better anytime he gets on base because, you know, they're going to see fastballs. Uh, because of the uh, of his speed, so I definitely think it's a mistake, and it was a mistake for them uh, to um, to move him. It, it just made no sense. And don't forget, by not having him the lead off, getting on base, that's a distraction to a pitcher. I don't know if you remember, probably not. This was about four or five years ago. Brett Myers was pitching for the Phillies. He gave up a lead off triple to to Reyes. He balked him in just because he was standing over there dancing. He's so fast. That you have to account, you have to pay attention for him. You, the pit, that's one more thing a pitcher's got to worry about when he's dancing around the bases. And I just, as soon as Jerry Manuel first even hinted that he was going to do it, I remember thinking, really? It's not like they have somebody else to lead off. What wasn't a good move? It's, it's, you know, I mean, one of the strengths of their team. 
if you've got a guy who can get on base, he's going to make everybody else better because every time they throw, uh, you know, any kind of off-speed pitch, they could be conceding a base, you know. And so uh, I think that what it does is it makes guys, makes them say, well, hmm, we got Reyes on here. You know it's going to distract them if they're going to try to stop him from stealing. And it's going to make every hitter better, and it gives the pitcher something else to deal with. And uh, by moving him down in order, you're taking that away. And then on plus of that, you're messing him up as a hitter when he should, he's not a power hitter. Come on. No, so now, you, you, now you've ruined your one and your three slot. And yeah. I'm the only person that thinks this because I'm starting to think I was crazy and didn't know anything about this stuff. Bad move, bad move. But we'll get, we'll get back to this on the other side of the break. Uh, we got to take a quick one. So this is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We'll see you in a few. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Welcome back, everybody. G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with G. Cobb and Mike Perry. And, you know, this is something I know you guys have an opinion on. I actually was just clicking through some stuff, and I saw yet another picture of it. And it's been – it's probably the big debate topic all this week in Philadelphia, uh, certainly with regards to sports, but it kind of transcends sports. I think we all may have noticed that some idiot 17-year-old kid ran out onto the field at Citizens Bank Park. And, of course, it happens a lot, and it's not just Philly. 
And he starts running around, and of course, somebody has to pull out the taser and play the taser card. So they tase him, he goes to the ground, and now the debate starts. Oh, that's too much force. I had people telling me, dude, that's a taser. Somebody could die from that. And, you know, why, why do they need to use that much force? He was only running around the field. My opinion, you don't want to get tased. Don't run out on the field, you moron. You're not supposed to do it. And, gee, I know you can uh, attest that as a player, that's your office. That's where you're working. And you don't know what kind of lunatic is going to come out of the stands and maybe come after you or who knows what they're going to do at that point. So to me, I have no problem with the, with the police, you know, tasing this kid. And even if they only did it once, if it was a deterrent for other people not to do it, then I'm all for it, even though some moron the very next night, like we mentioned with the Cole Hamels thing, he goes and does it. And he had weed in his pocket, which was even more brilliant. So he gets the possession charge. So that was – he was obviously an intelligent fellow. Uh, do you guys think – Gee, I'll ask you because I, I saw you wrote this up on gcob.com. You know, what level of force should they be allowed to use and what do they need to do to deter these morons from coming out onto the field? Well, I, I think what they've got to do is they've got to hit them in the pocket and then they've got to send them to jail. Uh, I think those are the deterrents. You know, you've got to hit them in the pocket. You know, I said 10,000. Maybe that's exorbitant. But they've got to hit them hard. And then uh, after they hit them hard, they send their butt to jail. I mean, hit them hard financially, then you send them to jail. Uh, you make it very clear. You have signage over there with the rules, I mean, with the, uh, what's going to be do- done to you if you, are, you know, if you break any of these rules. And, you know, treat it like it is. It's, it's a dangerous thing. I mean, you can't have people running out on the field because somebody could run out there with, with any kind of a weapon and stuff. Come on, you can't. You can't have it. You know, it's not uh, fair to the players to have this kind of nonsense going on. Uh, and, and if anything, I think, you know, and I, I know a lot of people, oh, you know, Eagles fans, you know, Philadelphia fans, you know, I think too much, you know, and I, I didn't even write this because I know people are going to like to hear it. <laughs> too many Philadelphia fans think they are more important than the team and more important than the players. It's all about the fans, the fans this, the fans that. Look. That's great. Go there, enjoy the game. You are the key to the financial well-being of the team and all that. But nobody comes to see you. Nobody is coming to see the fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe there's a girl you want to meet. Look, fine. Nobody's coming to see the fans. Stay off the field. But I think the mentality that some of these fans think they're, they're more important than the game and that they feel they have entitled to go run out on the field. Well, gee, what some people said in response to that, because I'm with you, I, I punish, punish them. I have no problem with that. Uh, they'll say, well, why don't we put them in jail? That's going to take up someone else. We already have overcrowded jails. It's going to cost us money to house them. And that's okay, well, up. then don't put him in jail. Just find his butt and clean, him, clean his pocket then. Clean his no, pocket, you know. But see, if he doesn't have any money, then, you know, hey. So I'm sorry. Somewhere in that, okay, well, you know, uh, give him something to do. Put, put the leak on his, on, his, on his ankle or something. Make it a pain in the butt. That's well, all my point is. Just make it a pain in the butt. No, I understand. And his dad afterward was saying stuff like, well, he wasn't drunk or on drugs. Who cares? Well, so the thing is, that's, so, that's his stupid. problem. You see his dad, and I know, you know his parents are you know, divorced, and, and, and the kid obviously is living with his mom. She's being too easy on him, and the kid needs a foot up his butt. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're going to call your dad to tell him you're getting ready to run out on the field? I mean, that shows, come on, 
Would I ever think of doing that to my dad? Look, I'm getting ready to run out on the field and get arrested. What? Wish me luck, Dad. I mean... Well, how about the next guy? How about the next guy running on the field with weed in his pocket? I mean, come on. This guy just a total loser. You can see by the pants he was wearing. I mean... <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is, is you know, we, maybe we went through a couple years where nothing happened in Philadelphia, but, you know, people still bring up when our was, past. Whoa, 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 no, I'm saying maybe, maybe like 2003, 2004, you hey, know, nothing's right, really happening. Okay, all right. You know, <laughs> and then, and then, well, what do you consider nothing happening, Perry? <laughs> when we're not in, in present publicity, when there's still bringing up the past no things death. that we did. No deaths. No deaths. Yeah, you know? So, and then, and then this year, you know, you, you have the guy puking on the girl, you have two idiots running on the field, okay, how and, you doing? Just, and we're back. You know, we're we're back in the media. Philadelphia fans are, you know, they're idiots. They don't know what they're doing. It's just tiresome. These uh-huh. guys are idiots, and and that's why. Gee, you're right. They got to clean their pockets. They got to stop this. It's yeah, annoying. You got to stop it. And uh, you know, nobody has a right. And I understand. Like I said, you sit and listen sometimes. To work, some of these fans, they think it's all about them. Meaning, like everything's about them. Now, you know what? The fans are the, the, the like I said, they're they're a big key. But not to the point to where you really think you're making a change in the game just because you clapped. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, some people are going, you know, the fans made it happen. Look. <laughs> well, it becomes a self-fulfilling Fans have been out there cheering a lot of time when nothing has happened. Fans cannot make the plays. They can get on board and everything, but, you know, let's not get ridiculous. <laughs> no, 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 I, I agree. And what happens is you get a lot of people, and we all know them, who take pride in the fact that we're known as a town full of thugs. Yeah. And they kind of, they act up, they want to act apart. Yep. I mean, I saw some guy at a game was in 07, ripping. It was a Detroit Lions game where they wore those canary yellow uniforms. I was walking outside. These guys were ripping a guy with a Barry Sanders jersey on. Guy's team just lost by about 40 points. He didn't say a word. I'm like, what are you, what's your problem? I mean, just all up in this guy's face and being nasty. I was thinking, Wow. I mean, these people take it to a different level. It's one thing to be loud, one, but they, it's almost like they're okay with being borderline to overly borderline criminal. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, that's really the truth of the matter because some of that behavior is without a doubt criminal, you know. Some of it is because, uh, you know, I, I definitely look at uh, some of the things that have been happening, and I know and I, I've seen, you know, and heard them talking about this, where they're intimidating people that come in with the other team's jersey. Look, you know, it's no, it doesn't make you a tough guy. You know, and, 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 and see, this says something, you know, with all the, you know, like I said, all the great things that are said about Philadelphia fans and the intensity and everything, everybody else wants to tell, you know, they want to just lie about things. And, you know, they won't are afraid to say anything to the fans to tell the truth. Look, we got some people, and, 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 and this is a minority of people, who, you know, regret the fact that they're not tough guys, so they want to go over there and try to intimidate people, and we need to put an end to that crap. Oh, I agree. And, and, and it happens elsewhere, too, which, which, of course, never gets mentioned. You would have thought this kid was the first guy to run out onto a baseball field ever. I mean, in Chicago, the two guys attacked an umpire. That's right. I mean, some of the stuff that goes on in Oakland. Now, gee, you, you played against Yeah, players. well, it's because Philadelphia has been branded – with that, uh, with, 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 with that reputation, and, you know, people uh, like the uh, stereotypes, 
And so every time that stereotype is is um, is is really um, you know justified or is uh, confirmed, uh, they jump right back and say, "Look, look, see, 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 that's Philly again." <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Happened here. These last three events, it's just like, what can you say? If if someone just says, uh, "You Philly fans," you know, it's like, "Oh, it's only a few people," but you know. Three weeks in a row or four weeks in a row, you're just like, all right, you might be well, right. You know, uh, well, you know, a lot of the and, and I said this on the hair is that I hear a lot of the guys they do the same thing with the athletes, so they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, one guy does whatever, you know, like Lawrence Taylor. See, all the guys get in trouble. Now, when have I been in trouble? I haven't never been in no trouble, but because of the stereotype of players getting in trouble, when these guys get in trouble, it's like you know, oh, you know, all the athletes, you know, how they get in trouble. But majority of guys don't get in trouble, but that's not, you know, that, it doesn't take the majority of the guys. It just takes a few idiots that are going to get in the paper. It, it's just like a thousand guys did it. And that and would irritate me too, G, if I'm you and everyone's saying, oh, all these athletes are criminals. I'd be like, hey, kidding me? Yeah. I but, mean, you know, you, you know I'm, I'm used to it. It's not a big deal. I, I know where people, I know they're really coming, they're not really saying it. They're really trying to say that too many of them are getting in trouble, which is true. Uh, but they'll say all of the guys get in trouble when, you know, come on. You know, there's so many thousands of guys, you know, they haven't ever done anything. I mean, you know, well, it's got to be up in the 90% that don't ever get in trouble. But right. all you need is some idiots like a Lawrence Taylor, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like some of these other guys to get in trouble. And, uh, and, and they stay in the paper and they make everybody else look bad. Yeah, speaking of that, what do you think about that, Jake? I, I mean, I think... Didn't we all see something like this coming at some point for Lawrence? The funny thing is, I mean, I know I know more than I uh, than than is public. I mean, not just about this situation, but about Lawrence and the fact that uh, you know Harry Carson and everything, who's a buddy of mine. You know, times we talk and he's told me things. You know, and times they tried to help Lawrence and stuff, and it's not a shock. You know, um, you know, you know, this is not the way you want to go out. I mean. You know, I don't. I don't think he did anything to the woman first physically. You know, but this dude, and and the fact if you're dealing with, uh, you know, if you're doing this, come on, why can't you just go have a girlfriend? Well, you gotta be doing all that. Yeah, that was that was ugly. <laughs> you're Lawrence Taylor. You can have, you can get girls. Yeah, I mean, what what, what is that all about, dude? What do you got to do that for? I mean, you know, but but anyway, uh, it's not a shock with Lawrence Taylor getting in trouble. I mean, he's been he's been. Um, Flirting with that for years, and you know, and, and, and he, at least he stopped the he stopped the, he stopped the drugs though he did stop the drugs. Yeah, because uh, I, mean, I, I was I at uh, in fact I'll tell you a little story. Um, I know we're coming up on break, but I was at uh, you know Beasley had a, a birthday party a number of years ago, and I'm standing there with Thomas Henderson on one side and Lawrence Taylor on the other, and I looked at both of them. I said, you know what, fellas. I feel like I'm at a drug rehab sitting there looking at you guys. <laughs> you know, they were telling jokes, so I, I zinged them with that one. <laughs> I hope it went over okay. Oh, they laughed because we were there laughing. They were cracking on me. I was cracking on them. You know, everybody was cracking on everybody. So it was everybody laughed. They laughed it off, but I bet you after they got out of there, they were walking off. Oh, going, you know, that wasn't funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Hey, but it was true. It was very true. All right, we got to come back. We do have to hit a break. We'll be back on the other side. EG Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com.
three. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, president and CEO of the wellness community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with G Cobb and Mike Perry. And we're talking about a variety of things. Uh, talking about scumbag, the scumbag watch. Yes, this is the <laughs> official scumbag watch. Because um, we were talking about LT and the stuff he's doing. And, and during the break, we kind of hit on what happens is some of these guys, they get so popular and they're so great. And inevitably, you have a, a bunch of guys around you constantly, people telling you, oh, you're great. Oh, don't worry about that. That's right. You're great. Don't worry about it. And there's nobody there saying, dude, what are you doing? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same thing that happens as why you've got, like, River Phoenix and all these different, you know, uh, act, actors and things who are young guys, wealthy, and, that you know, nobody tells them, dude, man, put that down. Dude, you can't be, you, you know, you, you're losing it, man. You know, you, and, but you got to, you know, they, they don't want really, though, somebody around that's going to be telling them the truth because. That's not fun. You know, they, they've got money. They got money to pay somebody to be around, so, you know, uh, and, and then the thing is, uh, the thing that was the most disgusting thing about the LT thing was that somebody hit her in the face and, I mean, really broke, broke her face, like, man, I mean, you know, whatever. It, it, it was an injury where she had to get stitches and stuff, yes. but she went over there. She had already suffered this injury, and he's over there doing whatever to her, and she got her face tore all up. What kind of... 
what kind of sick person are you? Well, you at least get the high class hookers. I mean, this is like low. I mean, come on, man. Spend the ones that are over fifteen. I mean, is it not about that? You, I mean, what about as a human being? You sitting there looking at somebody's face. It's clearly they done been hit, the, the ladies been the girls been hit because really that's ultimately what took him down because she called her uncle right because she was injured and she needed to get go to the hospital and that's you know ultimately what what broke it all out but dude how are you going to be messing with a girl who has been somebody's beat her face in and, and you if I'm LP, wouldn't you want to go talk to that pimp and have a little little dialogue about that. I mean, come on. I mean, forget that, dude. Get this, this, take this child to the hospital, man. What are you doing? But, but see, who knows? He could have been sipping on something. Oh, he could have been hammered. Yeah, and, and so he's not, you know, because, you know, from what I know about him, he don't roll like that where he's going to be, you know, doing anything crazy like that, beating on some woman or something like that. I mean, he's not like Big Ben. You know, Big Ben likes to take it. Well, that's, you know? yeah, he's. He's another weird end, so he's suspended for, for four to six games now. Yeah, and Big Ben uh, likes to take it. Did you see what he said to the lady at the TGI, TGI uh, Fridays? That is it's beyond being just a you, jerk. Come on, man. That's, if, you know, it's really past that. It's, it's something where the dude is sick, and I think that if they had him do a serious examination, they're finding out that this dude has either he's – I mean, somebody has – has lived some kind of way in front of him where it's past just being, you know, the quote-unquote a-hole. Right. Now, this guy has got a, a, like a, a, a total disrespect for women, man. Come on. You, a lady walks, I mean, a lady's whatever, a lady's pregnant or whatever, and you're going to say, oh, what did you get to tell your, your boyfriend to pull it out? I mean, you're going to say something like that? i tell you what, that's the reason he got bodyguards because – You'll get killed for saying that to the wrong person. Yeah, what's funny is now all these stories are coming out locally about him. Everybody's got a Big Ben story about a time when he was a jerk around them. And when he comes out, and now, so now he said, first of all, he's the worst reader of statements. I've oh, ever my seen goodness. He's... When he reads, he emphasizes the wrong words. It is like, it's, it's like an exercise in hilarity to watch him do this. And so he says, oh, he's going to change. He's going to, Perry, do you buy any of that that he's going to change, or do you think he's just a jerk for life? Nice jerk for life. You can't believe anything this guy says. Uh, well, I, I think that, see, I think that he could change, but see, something severe has got to happen, and nothing severe has happened. You, you know, come on. If you miss four games, and so, okay, so what, you're going to make $8 million rather than 12? I mean, I mean he's, this, he's this old, and he's still acting like a child. I mean, but, but see, some of this is, is not really acting like a child. To me, it's a sick behavior with women and to the point to where, you know, you would go in and rape a woman and not think it's a rape, but, you, you know, it's just the way you treat them. You know, she wanted it like that. You know what I mean? I guess what I, guess what I meant by child, just, you know, just not understanding what you're doing, you know. Yeah. It, well, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's something that, he, you know, at his age, he's got to know that, Doing these things to women and saying these kind of things, you can't do that. And, and how do you still think that you can get away with that? It's, it's, how do you learn that, it, though? Yeah, well, I, I think the dude is, I, I think he's been around people that act like that. I think that's why the guy, the cop that was there, you know, it kind of fits, you know, the whole thing. And, and you know, it's kind of amazing to me, you know, all these women love people. Why haven't they said anything about him? I mean, 
the, the cop that was on that case, first of all, the lady says she was raped. She goes to the cop, and then he starts in on her, trying to talk her out of it and then talking about her, you know? And, yeah, and uh, this is a cop doing that. that. And then they said what, they, what he has under his yeah. uh, carport, something about, you know, holes in the back. What? He's got, yeah, he had a big, he has big signs on his carport that says pit parking, holes in the back. Come on, First man. of all, I'm not even offended by that, but it's not even funny. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's stupid. In high but, school. But, but the way he treated the girl, if she comes to and says she was raped, the way he treats her, that's not a police officer. That's a police officer back in, uh, in 1920. I mean, what do you, come on. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, to talk about he, he, uh, he, he resigned. I mean, he should resign. Goodness. What kind of guy is that? I mean, and, but, it, but anything, regards to Big Ben, though, to say that to a lady who's pregnant, I, you know, I, I just don't see how anybody that's a decent human being says that. See, I, I don't think it's just, um, you know, it seemed to me with Big, Big Ben, what some of this stuff is, you know, he's into, like, where he just likes to, you know, take advantage of women. But, yeah, I don't know if I... I I just don't see that changing because usually one, you kind of are what you are. How do you teach someone how to be nice? Most people just don't get it. Even if they try for a certain period of time, it always comes out. You can't hide being that level of a-hole. Yeah, well, but, but see, if, you, if, if, he, if he's involved in some of this, this criminal behavior, like, you know, and I, I think it's kind of a, amazing that you've got two women now saying one says, you know, he raped her, and then the other one says it, uh, you know, uh, I think that the only thing that's really going to change him, though, he's got to go to jail. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what four, six game suspension, is that really going to change him? I mean, he steps on the field game, you know, week seven, he's playing yeah. quarterback again in the NFL. Yeah, you know? and, and he looks man. back at the pass and he's saying, oh, look what I got away with again. He's you know? got all the money in the world, and, and, and uh, you could hear some of the things he said, you know, uh, like the, the whole thing with this whole attitude. It's such that, hey, I can do this. This is the way I can do it. I mean, I just take it. You know, I can treat this woman however. You know, I pull my thing out, you know, whatever. I and mean, I want this guy to go to jail, but I don't want anything to happen. You know, I don't want him to do something stupid again, but he deserves yeah. to go to jail. You know, it's a shame. You know, he, he, he shouldn't already, you know, go there, even if he were, were, were to, uh, like um, what you call with the gun thing. If he went, spent some time behind bars, I think it would get his attention. But up to now, what what is they haven't done anything that's going to get his attention? I mean, if 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 somebody is got fifty million dollars and they lose five, do they get all worked up? No, okay. I lose five. What what is it? Did I lose some money? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I mean, a lot of the fans are enablers too. I mean, I've talked to a lot of Steelers fans, and most of the normal people like, look, get this guy out of here. He's a piece of crap. But there are so many people that are so loyal to their team. That they will defend a guy like this. Yep. And like, well, oh, he, he was never accused of anything. He, he wasn't charged with anything. He, he was like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll be back. And uh, we'll be back to winning Super Bowls real soon. I'm like, wow. Yeah. What a sad commentary on our yeah, society. But, but, there, but there are quite a few, a few of them, though. And that's why you've seen a reaction by the Steelers, even though. But, uh, but they, obviously, you're very right in that there's more that are willing to look the other way, or his butt would have been out of there. But. This dude is a bad, this dude has got issues. And I think it's, like I said, to the point where, you know, you got somebody who's not even, you know, they, they don't just want to have intercourse. No, he wants to have forcible intercourse, and that's what he enjoys. Or forcible, whatever type of sex. 
and, know, and unless it's like that, he, he, ain't, he ain't really into it. <laughs> and that's bizarre. That is bizarre. Well, I mean, look at two times. Now, now see, I know Ben's situation from, from this standpoint. Dude could go get him a woman, whatever. He could go, he knows, he could go. And, and you got these other women that are, were in that place right that night that, hey, let's go, whatever. They were, you know, they were egging him on. But then you got one that you got to get drunk, right, and take her back and, you know, and whatever, and kind of force her some, that you like that more, then you're going like, hey, let's go, come on to the, like, why don't you come on over to the spot, you know. No, he didn't do that. Yeah, and they said people. there were ones in there, they were ready to go. Come on. And he's, he's got people around him that not only will say, Big Ben, you're great, don't worry about whatever. They helped him. They helped him. They helped here, him. Yeah, you're going to go back here. Don't worry, I'll guard the door. I got... That's, those guys are also very lucky that charges weren't filed. Because yeah, well, aren't you an accessory to the crime at that point? See, I, I think the way things are right now, it's going to happen again. Now, if it happens again, I don't want anybody saying, oh, this, that, and the other, because this is just like OJ. <laughs> I mean, well, you got some all- people that are going to bend every truth, everything they got to try to say this guy is innocent when, hey, look, if this happens and you got the preponderance of the evidence, keep on pointing the same way. After a while, you go, you know what? Well, I don't want to say worry. this, but the dude is guilty. And, and how, <laughs> how, does, how does Ben Roethlisberger walk into a bar now and have things be normal? What kind of girl is going to want to approach Come him? Come on. And the way there. you don't understand the sports and the the worship stuff, you don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, look at OJ. You know, OJ. That, that was a little. That was a little sarcastic. sarcastic. Oh, no, I, I, okay, all right. But <laughs> you got these, but, you got these dumb broads doing this kind of stuff. And but hey, you know, I'm amazed it's, too. It's, I'm amazed too. But I, I've seen it so much that I'm going like you know, like you know, like I said, OJ just finished and boom, he's out. He got four women following him to his car. You know, it's after the trial. He's got to be worried about every situation he's in now because you can come across an opportunist. It's like, wow, he's already got two public cases against him. Now, believe me if I say it's three. So even if he doesn't do something, he's yeah, got to be. That is, that is true. You know what? He deserves it. That is true. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, but the thing is, though, he wouldn't want the opportunist. No, he wouldn't. He, You're right. He wants, he wants somebody that, that, uh, that go, you know, no, no, I don't want. You no, know, nah, that's the one I want. That, the one that's saying no. <laughs> no, you're right. you're right. Look, we got to take a break. Uh, we'll come right back. We'll run through the NFC East and uh, and get you guys out of here. But uh, we'll be right back here on G Cop in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in nfl history tune in to wide open with andre rison andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport there'll be celebrity guests coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison, featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m.
p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. All right, everybody, we're back here on G-Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren, along with Michael Perry. G had to run, but Perry and I will bring you home and then let you guys get to your rocking and rolling Friday nights or whatever it is you crazy kids do. Um, so, Perry, let's look at the NFC East as we, as we get going here. Um, there's a little bit going on. In, in, in Washington, obviously, they've added Donovan. You've got Clinton Portis and LeVar Arrington arguing. I don't even know why LeVar Arrington is even still relevant. Uh, Albert Haynes was complaining. He wants to be traded because uh, he doesn't want to play 3-4 uh, nose tackle. And you know what? I want to ask about this. Does Albert Hainsworth have a right to complain? And I know it sounds stupid. He got a $41 million guaranteed contract last year, excuse me, um, in what was a 4-3 system. A 4-3 system, I get this money, great. So in the offseason, they changed the system. Well, I don't want to be a nose tackle, because they're going to a 3-4. It's really going to be more of a hybrid as they, as they move toward it. Um, does he have a right to complain at all, considering, well, when I came here, it was a 4-3, or you say, you know what, it's business, shut your mouth, 
and you're going to play where we tell you to play. He's getting paid way too much money to be complaining about that. <laughs> I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, and, and last year when they were playing, you know, when he was playing the position that he wanted to play, was he, was he just dynamic? No. No? Was he, did he play a little lazy, maybe not, maybe not be at the perfect playing weight and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden he's saying, "Oh man, when I, I'm not going to be playing my position, I need to go to a team that wants to, you know, that I can win with and play my position right." It's like, come on, man, what are you trying to say? You just don't want to be there. <laughs> exactly, and they they always have seems like they always have some kind of turmoil down there. Uh, you got Haynes with Rocky McIntosh is at voluntary mini camps. Um, I don't know how much that's going to help them, but. Do you think the Redskins have any chance to win this division? I mean, I, they got Donovan McNabb. To me, that makes you instantly a much better team. I think everyone agrees with that. Their offensive line is pretty poor. Like, can, how many games? How well can they really? Oh, Jason Worth home run. Look at that. Yep, another Reverend one. Von, that's a earthquake. Mm-hmm. But um, how good can the Redskins be? Can they compete in the division? Uh, they can compete, but they're not the best team in the division. Dallas is the best team in the division. I happen to agree with you, especially and they've got some malcontents too. Uh, I think we saw they just made a trade. Uh, they sent Bobby Carpenter, who was a first-round disappointment from '06. He was never any good, mainly a pass rusher on third downs and a special teams guy, which is why you take players in the first round. Um, they're trading him to the Rams for Alex Barron, who's a false start machine on the offensive line, but they lost Flozell Adams. They've also got Creighton, and now with it, Sam Hurd are complaining. But they want to be traded. You think that's too much turmoil in Dallas, or should these guys shut their mouth? I just think these players need to shut their mouth. I mean, if if you're not, if you don't want to play in a team, they'll get rid of you. You know, or they just won't play you. I mean, the, the Eagles. Look at the Eagles. You know, Lito Shepard runs his mouth. Yep. All right. Well, then you're not going to play. <laughs> but the Eagles kind of operate on a different platform, and it, it actually. It, uh, the contrast can be seen here. We got, you know, Hainsworth wants out. Well, you're not going anywhere. The Eagles, if you complain, they'll get you out of there. And I don't know that that's – they are so terrified to have someone in the locker room who doesn't just want to marry Joe Banner and love him that they can't stand it. And I don't know that that's the right approach either is to get him out of there. You know, sometimes they've got to just shut up and play. So now, oh, Sheldon wasn't happy with his contract. Well, now Sheldon's gone. Awesome. Because now Ellis Hobbs is probably your starting corner. I mean, is that really the right way to do things? Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you look at, okay, to answer your question, no, probably not the way to do things. But you look at the recent decisions that they made to, you know, get rid of the people that were complaining or wanted, you know, contracts or whatever. You know, they, they made the right decisions. You know, I mean, you, you look at, you go back as far as, you know, Hugh Douglas, you know, Jeremiah Trotter. Leader they, Shepherd, were right, they were right with you, Douglas. You know, Sheldon Brown. Um, you know, I don't know. We don't know if Sheldon's Dawson's right. We don't, we don't know story, if they're right on Sheldon yet, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's we true. have to see how he plays this year, and even then, more importantly, how do his replacements play for the Phillies? Yeah. They are thin at corner. Yeah, they very went thin. From having a very, very deep group to being awfully thin. Uh, and it starts with Lito. You know, he wanted out. Now, granted, from what I've heard, he did some things that he knew he wasn't supposed to be doing, and that, you know, had him sink a little deeper in the 
team's doghouse. But Sheldon, for the most part, you know, I'm sure he wasn't happy, but I don't know that he was running around bashing you know, the team to to, uh, to the other players. And so they get rid of him. Never that type of player. He doesn't seem like that type of guy at all. Um, but, you know, if you're the Cowboys with Creighton and Hurd, why would I want to trade those guys? Look at the depth they have at that position. So now you got the thing is, is why, why would they, why, I mean, I guess they want to play more, but, you know, when you're on a team like that, you know, Dallas Cowboys, pretty legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl next year, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, as much you know? as anybody, I mean, obviously yeah. a lot of things, but sure, okay, I'll give you that. A lot of things can happen. You know, a lot of injuries can happen. You know, who, who's Patrick Creighton right now, you know? Well, that's the thing, and, and what would they get for him? Yeah. So just you know, yeah, he's probably trying to you know get a, get a few more snaps, make a little bit more money the next time he has a contract and everything. But well, I would look you know, at it this way: is that Santonio Holmes just got a fifth rounder in return? Patrick Creighton is a nice player, but I wouldn't go farther than that. Reggie Brown, sixth rounder. <laughs> Reggie Brown, they got a sixth round pick for Reggie Brown. If I'm the Cowboys, I didn't trade you. On draft day, you're not going anywhere. Um, but, you know, they do. If you look at Roy Williams, uh, Miles Austin, Des Bryant, Sam Hurd, Creighton, and this Kevin Ogletree, plus whoever else they got, you know, coming into camp or whatever. That's a deep group. And, you know, if I needed wide receiver help, though, I'd be calling the Cowboys. Yeah. And, and you know what? Don't complain. You know, just show yourself on the practice field. You know, Des Bryant's a rookie. You don't know if he's going to be able to, uh, you know, get those plays in and play well. If you, if you want to play, I'll play him. Run those, right. you know, get get the playbook down. Run those patterns the way they're supposed to. Don't be lazy. Don't show up to practice late. All those things. You have all this opportunity, and then and then you're just going to complain. You're going to take the route of complaining. You know, that, it's just, you know, don't complain. Just, just show up. <laughs> Perry doesn't it's, want to hear it. Shut yeah. your mouth and go play, because I don't want to hear understand, it. I understand there's millions of dollars involved in this, and, you know, he thinks there's some, you know, him playing and him getting on another team might be able to get him more millions. But, you know, so can showing up to practice, learning the playbook, catching the ball, getting on the playing field on the team that you're on right now, that can also get you some millions. So just take that route. Don't complain. Yeah, and Creighton's gonna, he's probably getting paid what he's probably going to get paid. He's, I mean, I, I don't see the upside to where, oh, boy, if I was just somewhere else, I could show my stuff. Well, you've had chances to show your stuff. We pretty much know what you are at this point. Yeah, and if, Patrick, Creighton, if Patrick Creighton gets traded to the Kansas City Chiefs right now, right, come August, are you going to be like, oh, man, Patrick Creighton, I think I'm going to take him in the fourth round of my fantasy league because he's going to be good this year. He's he finally Chiefs. has he's a chance to spread his wings. Oh, God. Anyway, yo, Perry, that's it for us. Uh, that's our show for this week. We will be back next week. Same time, this is G-Cop in the house on voiceamericasports.com. I'd like to thank you, Michael Perry, for joining me, and we'll see you guys next week. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.